0: Hi, oh, you're listening to the Colour Tour podcast. My name is Warren Eagles, colourist based in Australia. In this podcast, I'll be chatting to colourists at different locations around the world, finding out what they've been working on, what tools they're using, and what inspires them in the location where they're living. This week, we are in beautiful Auckland, New Zealand. I'm going to see Alana Cotton, she's one of the premier graders here in Auckland, doing mainly long-form work, but she's covered all sorts of things in her grading career. Just find out what she's been working on and uh, how she feels about being a female in what you could say is probably a male-dominated industry. Enjoy the podcast. Ready to have some fun? If you look inside it, you can see every possible colour. Alana, welcome to the Colour Tour podcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for popping in.
0: A great coffee. Thank you.
1: Ah, see, it's really important to be able to make good coffee to make it when you first start in this industry, I found.
0: And then that's obviously the skill you never lose, and then you can always make your own when you've got no one else to make it for you. That's right. <laughs> so uh, we are in uh, Images uh, in Auckland. Uh, I'd call it a real post house. It's We've got a projector here. We have and the first thing you notice when you walk in the room is the base light blackboard. Now, it is uh, definitely the sexiest panel around because you really notice it when you come in. It's very well streamlined. Uh, if any of you guys have not seen this panel, I urge you to uh, research in photos. It does look really great. Uh, tell me, Alana, the base light is that a choice? here that has been here before you got here, or is it something that you you worked towards getting here?
1: Yeah, no, it was here when I got here. Um, another colorist who works here, he was a Baselight trainer, so he really pushed to get Baselight in here. When I first started, there was this, and we had an old ITK, and no had a telecine next door, so I learned on the two, but I love Baselight. Yeah. It's just intuitive. Um, I really like the math as well. Just, it works for me. I struggle to jump to other <laughs>
0: systems, do uh, it if I have to. No, so tell tell me about your room. So you've got a couple of rooms here at Images?
1: Yeah, so we've basically got three colorists that work in-house and then we've got two grading rooms. So this one's set up predominantly for film, as you yep. can see, so we've got a projector. And then next door, we've got a room set up for television primetime
0: Yeah, and what is this projector? What are we looking at here?
1: I've got a 2K Christie. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be 4K something
0: else. Yeah, <laughs> so so are obviously we're in a theatre size and it's a nice theatre size. Seats at the front uh, point normal, colour is sitting in the back. And you, yeah. you've also got a monitor in here. So would you do TV things in here on that monitor or do you bring another monitor in if you had it's like a drama or a TV ad to do?
1: Um, no, use this one. This is a, a, it's the PVM, but um, it's mostly film. But yeah, we do have certain clients that like the big screen anyway, yeah. and they like to see it on different formats. Um, so we do have that in there if we do need to do any, because on our projector we switch between P3 and or full range if we need to.
0: And how's the, how's the industry here in New Zealand? Uh, everyone obviously knows of Peter Jackson's work and what they do at Wetter and Park Road Post, which is mainly coming out of Wellington, isn't it?
1: Yes, yep.
0: And apart from that, is it what's the industry like, say, below Jackson? <laughs>
1: It's good, it's it's busy at the moment. I mean, a few years ago, there was a little bit of a worry and one of the big post houses up here kind of shut down and shut its doors and now kind of just hires freelancers. Mm. So that was kind of scary for all of us, but we seem to be doing a lot of work. I mean, I remember the first year I started here, like this is a busy year and it's just gotten busier every year. So touch wood that <laughs> continues. And there's really interesting things Coming out this year specifically that I know about. There seems to be a push to, to get out there into the global market a bit more.
0: And obviously you cover here commercials, TV drama, movies, the whole... The
1: whole part. shebang, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well that's that's true of a lot of places now, isn't it, to be competitive. Uh, you've really got to cover all of those things. How do you find the base light different in between doing commercials and, and feature films? Do you feel it's quite adaptable into both of those things?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, these are just tool sets. Yeah. Really. And it does have everything, I think, that you need for both. Um it's I don't know if there's a different approach really. Um you you, you change your process for the project yeah. rather than your tools.
0: Up. And uh, other thing I constantly get asked is, like, how long do you get to grade things? So, <laughs> who want to know? And uh, we will be careful because there's probably some producers listening to this. Yeah. Uh, to grade your film, so you've got an indie movie coming in here and, you know, say it's, I don't know, $3 million budget. Smaller budget, not bigger budget. How many days in colouring would you say?
1: Oh, 120 hours, 100 to 120 hours, budget dependent. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's good, 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 good answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is difficult, and people say they obviously have to budget things. So people ask me, and it, you know, it depends obviously in how things are shot, how mm. how we're going to aid the story. But you know, until you start colouring the film, and you're not quite sure what way it's going to go in terms of the storytelling. Mm. Director's gonna be pushing you in a certain way. So mm. I think that the extra time it just allows you to play and experiment a little bit more. Would you agree? Do you do that when you start grading a film? Say this is our film here, it's your yep. first day, yep. you've got everything conformed. What do you what do you do? What's your process?
1: Um, I do like to if I can, and and look, schedules don't always allow this. I would love to have a day uh even a couple of hours a day before, muck around with it, play around, push it around, see what it does. Hopefully, it happens about 30% of the cases. I already had conversations with the DP early, early on. So I know what kind of tone they're going for. We've had a conversation I've seen treatments, things like yes. that. doesn't always mean that you can't change things a little bit at the end, but <laughs> yeah, you've got to keep in mind what what we're making and it's good to know, early on if you're going to be able to do what's required. So those lower budget ones, you don't get as much time in pre-production. So you don't you know, necessarily sit in here with rushes for the first couple of days and play around and go, yep, we're able to do what you want to do. So sometimes I'll just get a film and it is what it is and hopefully we can make it what you want it to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you ever surprised, say you got your few hours and you've come up some people have come in and gone, It's not their thinking at all, and they have this set thing of what they want.
1: Yeah, yeah. I remember actually one of the very first kind of short films, actually, it wouldn't have been the first, but a couple of years on when I started to establish (laughs) myself. It was a short film, and and it was beautifully shot in this this scene. It was this bar, it was lovely, sparkling lights, and it glossed up really nice. And the guy walked in and was like, No, (laughs) it's got to be murky, it's got to be ugly, it's got to be uncomfortable, and it uh, don't want to see any highlights and of course it's got you know highlights all around the bar and so we just pushed in the other direction like to a point that looked like it was breaking it and it was murky and it was green and grimy and yellow and mustardy kind of skin tones yeah. and the whites were sitting way below where they should and we're like no this works because when you went to it you got the feeling you need to need it to so I was like actually let's push it more in this direction let's just yeah. go for it if you're going to do it let's mm make it and i think some of the more interesting things come out of when when somebody walks into here and says something that i'm not expecting i love it because it means we're probably going to come somewhere in the middle somewhere else entirely yeah and that's cool because you learn something new
0: yeah no great that's good and in terms of your workflow here are you normally always <laughs> <coughs> excuse me
1: no you're right do you want some water
0: no no that's fine uh, in terms of your workflow here, are you always conforming back to your original files?
1: Usually. Right. Depending on the project, um, I'd say 90% raw. Um, when we're not, it's because, um, so there's been a couple of feature docos that have come through, and that's a whole bunch of archive which needs all this treatment before it comes in. Yes. Um, so I'll link to the shoot files and then everything yep. else will come through. Yeah. Flame. Yeah. um or if there's a low budget commercial who don't who want to do all of the onlining themselves and then they're just give me a finished file and I'll grade it and send yeah. it back
0: yeah
1: don't like that as much but if we have to we do
0: and are you seeing uh raw files you see much Ari raw here
1: yeah a little bit a little bit yeah
0: yeah
1: that's I mean Ari is probably the most common.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen that in my in my week here that there seems to it seems to be more ARI centre than Australia and Australia I probably mm. grade more red than I do ARI.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Which seemed to be quite a, a difference to me, and I've not seen so much ARI raw. And basically, it's down to storage. You know, yeah. uh, they look yeah. at the numbers, <laughs> and that's on commercials as well. And uh, they're happy to go with the ProRes for acquisition. Yeah. So, yeah, those workflows are the same. I see a mixture as well uh, of what we get. Now, let's, let's jump back. How did you get into this uh, crazy world of colouring?
1: Partly by accident, partly design. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I always knew I wanted to do something in film. Um, I, you know, I pushed to get photography in high school, and they brought it in the year after I left. Um, and I wanted, I went to film school thinking I wanted to be a writer-director and very clearly learned, I was nerd and I belonged in the editing suite. Um, they weren't really teaching colour at that time, so I was assistant editing sort of in my final sort of term there on a, on a um, comedy show, and they kind of led me to this, and I sort of learned, and then I jumped straight in as assistant colorist. and I was like, well, this is what I've been missing. This is all those elements that I love. Yeah. You know, jam-packed into one, because you have this, the nerdy side of mine loves, you know, you're constantly learning, it's, it's changing all the time. You've got to keep up with the technology, but there's, it's creative. And so, and you still feel like you're adding something to this project.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't and want to do anything else no. anymore. And that was fil- more film back then? Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So I...
0: What sort of time was that?
1: 2008.
0: Yes. Yeah. That was like a transitional sort of period, wasn't it? When there was digital stuff, red was sort of just threatening. Just
1: starting, yeah. Was a bit
0: of Sony nine hundred stuff, but it's still mainly film, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was. It was a mix here because there were shows that were like shooting on things like Vericam and stuff yeah. for the first time, and it was all <laughs> it was a good time. It was a weird time. So I, I was doing rushes on sort of Power Rangers, um, which was shot on sixteen mil and thirty five mil for the. VFX. That was my first kind of taste of yeah. film. Um, but Red was interesting. It was kind of a game changer.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. They, no, no. They stepped it up for a lot of people and made people, or a lot of other camera manufacturers, improve uh, themselves and have to up their game. Yeah. It was very interesting. So, how how did you learn? Did you sit in with the uh, uh, the colorists that you were working with, did you follow them? How, how did you find that? Because I often get asked this as well. How, you know it's not easy to go and sit with people and get mentors today.
1: Um, no, it's not. I'm trying to be open to have people coming in and it's, it's nice to be able to pass on the information.. Yeah. Um, I was lucky. I, I got to sit in with two colorists whenever I wanted. And one in particular trained me up specifically on baselight, and this Paul And he was um, really encouraging. And his way of training me sometimes was like, hey, there's a whole new version out. Go learn all the tools and then teach me. Which was great (laughs) because, you know, it it pushed you to to muck around and break things a few times. And I'm really good at at finding the bugs in in software. It turns out.
0: Good. Yeah. No, it's a, is you know, it is something that people up and coming don't have the luxury to have. Is sitting in the room and looking over the shoulder, and that's a little bit of why people like the, the classes. And a lot of time, what people are doing is pretty good. They just need some tips and some pointers and yeah. reconfirming things that they're doing and giving them a better confidence in what they're doing and going, yeah, you could do a little bit more like that. And it's given them confidence. Because yeah. some colorists have worked on their own. They've never worked with anyone else. They've never had any training. They've sort of worked up a bit by reading a bit of a manual and doing some online movies. And they've got to a certain level. But it's the same as any other profession, isn't it? It's difficult yeah. to to move up without the experience. Experience and you get confidence and you want to try more things.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, people are always going to have a different perspective. I mean, it's such a subjective you know, thing that we do.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so it's nice to bounce off other people in that way, and oh, something I'm wanting to do more of. It's um, that's something I'm thinking about a lot at the moment. Is how do I continue to grow at this point too? Yes. You know, and how do I, you know, figure out? You know, I try and stay on top of all the new tools and things, which is great, but I need to get out there and go and meet other colorists. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And just talk about it and see what other people are doing.
0: Yeah. No, that's great.
1: The other thing that um, people don't have now when they're learning, which we had, I think, was the Rushes, um, particularly in this country. I know it's not the same everywhere, but you had to do, you know, your first like Rushes here, which gave you content that you were doing all the, like hours and hours of just grading, yes, yes. which quickly built up your skill set. Yeah.
0: You
1: just don't have that anymore. You just put a LUT on it and yes. move on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I agree. I agree. And just that being able to instinctively chase the grade while say you were recording it down and knowing just where to move the controls without even thinking about it. Uh, Yeah, that is a little bit lost. And that did get a lot of um, miles on the clock, if you like, didn't it? You just needed uh, to get those miles down of grading, and that was a great way of doing it. I did a lot of that as well, and I've done a lot of that in the past, and I think that, that really helps.
1: Yeah, your eye, training your eye. To see things I think. now.
0: What have you got? What have you been working on recently? Have we got anything we can just have a, a little look at?
1: Oh, a couple of things. <laughs> um, we've got two things up here just in case. One's a tele feature on um Tain of Border. I don't know if you know his story no. at all, He was someone who was wrongly convicted in this country. Okay, so this is something that will be coming out soon. <laughs>
0: and what's this shot on?
1: And this was shot on um, Alexa. Okay, um. So i'll just jump before and after So this is just yeah shot by alan bollinger yeah you know one of our legends
0: <laughs> yeah there's a few It's great There's so a man with no clothes on there is <laughs> That's the reason i put this up
1: but it's it was looking a little too happy you know this is this yes. a, we needed to to be grimy yes. he's in the jail it's not yes. a comfortable you know pleasant place with one of deep shadows and that's, yes. you know, didn't have too much of that shot because it's
0: already all... Yeah, warm. it's great, yeah. isn't it?
1: But then you get to something like this, which was just bright, and that's kind of almost yeah. a clean prison. Yes. So, you know, it's all about bringing in that griminess. And, and
0: awesome when colour. we're talking about, obviously, in uh, your base layers working in stacks, uh,
1: yeah, know, layers all, of colour, colour layers. correction,
0: do you find, you know, features uh, less is more, less is better, <laughs> not over? <laughs> Complicating things,
1: controversial. I am. <laughs> yeah.
0: go on, go on.
1: Yeah. I know. Uh, I used to be really embarrassed about my layers because there was kind of there is that kind of attitude <laughs> that you go, you can do it all in one. So why don't you do it all in yeah in one? Yep. And I to a point agree with that, and that's how I train people was you know get your base layers down first. Yes. But I think because I learned, and all the tools were available to me, I. Tend to do things as I go. Okay. I've noticed. So I do actually end up with quite stacked layers, and I, I do actually think there's a reason for that. There's certain things that I want to do below other things. There's certain things I want to do above. Yes. There's certain things I want to keep separate, so that if we decide we want to go down a particular road, I can take those strips. Yes. And manipulate those. Um. So I not your typical try and keep it to as few <laughs> layers as possible, which you
0: know. Do you on a do you have a set Structure with your strips that you put through the whole film and go right. I'm going to put this set structure through, and I know exactly what numbers doing what all through the film. Or do you treat each shot slightly individually? Uh,
1: it it depends. Yeah. Uh, it's mostly individually. I mean, generally in the you know it just it just is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can you can you often you know the same take same angle. You can yes. kind of copy and paste yeah. and just retrack your, yeah. your shapes, but. Yeah. Yeah, just have to go through it and because depending on what's happening on certain shots, it's got to flow together as well. So yeah. you can make everything look exactly the same and that's great, but if it doesn't flow between the shots, you know, your eye looks at certain things in the frame and you've got yeah. to make sure that you're not distracting the audience, you've got to, you've
0: got, you've yeah, got to be but, with you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What, it is,
1: what are we trying to say? What, yeah. What's our point?
0: So when does this show come out?
1: I believe in July, okay. It hasn't been advertised yet. Okay. But it was. Um, it's it's one where. It's tough because it, you feel a little extra weight because it's a true story.
0: Yes. And
1: these people still exist.
0: Yeah. And
1: it was tough. Really shitty situation. Yeah. I'm allowed to swear, sorry. No,
0: no, you t- you totally. Yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> 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 and so. So, obviously, you said you've got the two rooms. So, this is uh, more of your movie room, and the the other room is pretty similar size to this. And what monitor does that have Uh, in there?
1: So, that's got the uh, BVM ID down there. Yeah. Um, I believe the plan is for a Flanders or ISO down there soon. Okay. Yeah. Just picking between the two.
0: (laughs) And you said you're going to be upgrading this room soon, is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, how much am I allowed to say? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we are going to upgrade the projector and um, it's a lot bigger, so we're going kind to sort of back that way. So the okay. whole room's going to move back. All we're right. going to fit in another um, row of seats so we can make it more of a yeah. proper screening room in here, too.
0: Excellent. So
1: Excellent. instead of the four, we have like a 10 seater little theater. Yeah.
0: No, it's really nice. It's a lovely room. Do you see any film anymore? Is, anyone, is there a resurgence of that here in New Zealand?
1: Yes and no. I see a lot of film because we do some restoration yeah. <laughs> work. But um, no, there's, there is one um, group of people, um, younger group, who have a lot of love for the for film. And they've will. They gotten all the offcuts off Park Road and, and have gone off and shot various things, and they've done yeah. a couple of things with them, and it's, it is nice. It is oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's messy because it's you know offcuts, but you know, it's uh, the colour rendition is it's not the same now. We're not quite there yet.
0: There's no lab at Park Road anymore, is there? That's gone. Don't
1: think so. I don't think it's gone. Uh, there's a scanner yeah. down there. I think it's Witter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the lab's gone. The I think gone. I think if we need processing, we're going to Bangkok.
1: Yeah, sounds <laughs> about right.
0: Yes, which is, as uh, you know, I've touched on this before, it's, it's going to be very hard to get that across the line to a, a producer if we've got to send film from Australia and New Zealand all the way to Bangkok to get processed, to get approval, clear actors, clear sets. It's yeah. going to be very difficult. Yeah. Even for the movie that's crying right. out to be shot on film. I it's know. ideal. It's very difficult to, to just clear that, I'd say, with a, with a production.
1: Absolutely. The cost is so high, isn't it, too? It's just, mm. it's very hard to yeah, <laughs> justify, yeah. I think, before yeah. <laughs> But I like it. I Yeah, I'm a little nostalgic.
0: <laughs> so how did you find being uh, a woman in film in quite an important year for women in film? And we've got mm-hmm. a big production starting here. Mulan's been shot by Mandy Walker with a female Kiwi oh. director. And we had Black Panther as well with a female team did you you find that was there any roadblocks in there has it been
1: yes and no like definitely starting out um, actually not starting out a few years in when I actually knew what I was talking about I did find I had to prove myself a little bit more than maybe my male counterparts did Um, I do think the whole industry does need the shift I'm really really excited about the shift. I think we have responsibility as filmmakers to show diversity on screen, and we're in a very privileged position to be able to alter how people feel about things. I mean, that's what we do. Um, And I don't, you know, I want to to see this change, but I want to see more. I want to see diversity in race and LGBTQI and uh, people with disabilities. I think we need to see ourselves on screen, and that's how, you know, can all come together? Hopefully. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. No. I, I. You know. I do think. I do think it's important. And I, obviously, in the teaching. I, we get a, a fair spread, I would say, through film schools and places that I go into when I go into talk about colour, mm. and uh, I get quite a lot of questions from from girls that I'd, I'd like to get into it, but I haven't seen as many, you know, colourists. Females, as maybe mentors, so I definitely think there's an interest. And yeah. as we know, girls have better color perception, so I'm told. <laughs> I so, have great, to remember
1: to use that more when I'm pitching for That's, jobs. <laughs> you should
0: do, you should say, Look, it's been proven we need to get this job. <laughs>
1: it's, that, and it's yeah, making the environment accessible, isn't it? It's you're right, though, because we have students coming through here a bit too, and, the, the, and I, unfortunately, the Females do seem to sit back, and, and, the, and the boys are a bit more boisterous. Yeah. And talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you gone and worked anywhere else, or you been in Auckland doing all your colouring work? And would you I mean, would you like to go somewhere else, or are you just you know it's a fantastic place, folks. We, <laughs> you know why would you go anywhere else?
1: That's the problem. It's hard yeah. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful place, but yeah. Yes to all. Yeah, I've been to a couple of other countries and worked. I've spent six months in Australia, um, near your neck of the woods, a little bit further down. <laughs> um, grading rushes for, for, for a show there, and then I've done some shadow grading. Okay. <laughs> a little bit in the States, but I would like to go elsewhere and I am actually actively looking at the moment to see what kind of freelance gigs I can do. Yeah. So my, my contract here is I'm I can't do anything else in Auckland. But I recently it's changed that I'm allowed to go and do a little bit okay. of overseas because I'm wanting to expand a little bit.
0: And and features is your main is that where you see yourself as if you were gonna so if you're gonna pitch yourself to other you think that's where your strong point maybe is if you were trying to sell yourself to other companies is in movies?
1: Yeah, long form. Oh yeah. Yeah, television and, and feature. Um, I think the the way television is now is we expect a little bit more. We have got a bit, there's a little bit more quality in what we're making now. And so we can, we spend a bit more time in the coloring now and it's much more interesting to me. So yeah, whatever (laughs) whatever comes up really. Yeah, yeah. they're they're intertwined. Oh,
0: it's amazing, isn't it? Some of the production value of some of these shows that we're seeing across the board the the acting talent, directing talent, the that working on these TV shows was, mm. would have been unheard of probably ten years ago. It was unusual yeah. that people stepped out of the big screen onto the smaller screen. So from the acting talent, so I think for us to be able to get to work on those shows, mm. it's 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 really good, and I think. Cinema's got its place, but it's still changing radically, and cinema's moving more probably towards the bigger screen stuff, as we're seeing, the big blockbuster films, the more narrative, smaller things, probably lending themselves more to TV. So we've obviously got the whole new generation of people who don't really watch TV. Or if they watch TV, they're watching their phone at the same time as they're watching their iPad and their TV.
1: Which is heartbreaking, but I'm okay. glad they're watching. It
0: is but as well I say, well, <laughs> as long as we've got paid, we can't we can't get too downbeat by the fact people are not watching at all. Yeah. You know. So so that that certainly is an interesting thing. But I think the great thing is that the production value and the budgets of these shows seem to be you know, still quite good. So we have time to do do things, because like anything, it's like a DP. If you don't have time, you can't do the right things. And you can't explore, like we talked about earlier. You can't go and explore, what can we do with this? And can we sometimes do something different that we didn't think about when we first looked at it? Can we come in a second day and just change things up, maybe how we thought about it the first day? Is that helping the story and with a bit more time and that's why, uh, you know, I love to try and get a couple of three days or a TV drama. You've got to have two. There was a bit of a push that you could do it quicker, <laughs> but you—that's—you could just match it down. But you can't yeah. add as much. Can
1: yeah. You? So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, look what they did with Game of Thrones, where they went down a completely different track, you know, and it was much more saturated, and it wasn't the right thing for the show. And They yes. just turned it around and yes. made it what it is.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no. You need time to oh, figure out to it out. Oh, you do. You do. You do definitely. It's good. So uh, let's uh, let's just go for a little a little wander Alrighty. and uh, just have a little look around uh, around the facility. No, it's been great. No, nice it's, a, it's a great room. Thank you. Thank you. So we've just walked uh, down the corridors in in Image. It's really weird because I actually came here in two thousand and one for a job interview. And I'm remembering now that this would have been the room we sat down and we played with some film and graded some things. I didn't know whether it was the same building, but it is the same building. and I recognise it now. It's funny, isn't it? Small world.
1: Tiny world. Yeah, there used to be that, because was the sliding door into the yeah. there.
0: Yeah, there's nothing yeah. behind there now, is there?
1: There's a, uh, there's a few... Boxes in the VFX people. <laughs> we put a few in there.
0: <laughs> so this is your your blackboard again. So you got the full blackboard. You got the full base light. What base light is this? Base light two. Right.
1: Yeah, we used to have four, but um, we moved up to base light two a few years
0: ago. And this is uh, commercials. How's the commercials industry here? Are you seeing lots of this smaller boutique advertising agencies grading? Yeah, there's
1: a lot. We we probably do a lot less commercials than anything else here um but there is is some there's a lot of advertising being done yeah, in auckland
0: because you know auckland's always been known for great creative and i know that i've graded quite a lot of things in australia but uh it's like everywhere i suppose that market is getting spread out quite a lot and so other people yeah. are getting involved and they're grading more in-house which they have to do for budget yeah. uh, purposes i suppose so it's a good change.
1: I've had a couple of requests to freelancing. It doesn't quite oh, okay. work, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're just walking out. We're uh, just walking along the corridor. we just go through. There's like a really nice kitchen area here. There's a sliding door, and it's, it's a fantastic day here in Auckland. So this is quite a nice hangout sort of area. Very yeah. light, very airy.
1: Just to refresh your eyes when
0: you get out. Yeah, no, I know. It's important, isn't it? And so in terms of what else you do here, we walk past the flame room, so you have visual effects and you have editing.
1: Yes, yeah, so we've got a couple of flame suites down there and then um, uh, next door we've got a whole sound, um, so that's, we've got a, a theatre and three other mixing suites and then upstairs we've got, I think, oh, I wonder if it's quite eight, I think, Avid, Avid's upstairs, yeah, there's another sound suite up there too. And engineering. <laughs> all the old pneumatics and battery SPs and stuff that we don't know what to do with.
0: <laughs> so you you are the uh, one stop finishing house. Yeah. With yes. the sound as well, obviously that not everybody has.
1: It's really nice actually because the advantage to that is we can all be working on the same project, you know, with VFX and as we can be working on the same timeline and we'll just update yeah. as I'm going and then we want to hear what's happening with the sound, make sure we're all on the same page yeah. and we're making the same yeah. film. We just jump yeah. between. No. And here's a soundie right here. Hello. <laughs> we're
0: not alone on a Sunday morning. <laughs> we're not, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, great. Okay. The International Colorist Academy has been around for 10 years. We won classroom training at different locations around the world. So not only do you learn from an instructor, you learn from other people in the room, such as HDR, ASUS, Advanced Software, Looks and Designs. So take your grading forward and take an ICA class. iColorist.com I'm back with uh, Alana. We have relocated to the absolutely beautiful uh, Auckland waterfront, and uh, it is a spectacular day. We're on the on the harbour here. There's quite a lot going on, and we're at a place called the the Conservatory, and uh, this is a magic spot.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? Wouldn't it be great if you could have a grading suite outside?
0: Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? It would be good. And uh, we've just got a. Our glass of wine has arrived. Hello. Hello. How Hi. are you? Excellent. Fantastic. I'm enjoying the day. Thank you. Um, so, I mean, one thing I would get like, you, you must be inspired yes. by working in New Zealand. It's such a beautiful country. Do you think that has an yeah. impact on a, just you, the experiences that you have here, if you get out and about, the things that you see?
1: yeah I, I would say so it is it's kind of one of those funny countries where there's a lot of different landscapes in such a small space you know so you go down to queenstown it's completely different to going over to the plains on the you know the east coast of the south island and up north to the bush and the beaches it's it's lovely you know we've just i just finished a show last year that came over uh, specifically for the landscape in queenstown and it was extraordinary to work on, you know, it's, you know, now that we've got drones and things too, the the kind of footage oh. you can get just across the passes down there is just outstanding.
0: It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, cheers. Well, cheers. Thank you. Thanks for joining the, the Colour Tour. Oh,
1: it's a pleasure.
0: So you mentioned the the show that you're working, uh, fresh eggs with my my buddy Pete Harrow yeah. doing all the all the on-set work. How is that workflow and collaboration from on-set working with Pete? How does that work?
1: Uh, it's actually it's really great because um, he's working with the DOP on set every day, so he's able to put a lot of that into the images already. So. When it comes to the end of the day i'll already have a really great reference of what he was intending um, i like it
0: <laughs> how does he pass that information to you so he's he's on color front isn't he
1: yeah and we use moxion as a, a, a transfer so i can just view the rushes there and he'll put selects up there so he'll okay. get the ones that right. they want me to see <laughs> up on that yeah. and then
0: does he give you cdls or luts or something to carry in his grading information
1: that's the plan that's yeah yeah I'm not sure what he's gonna do yet I, I'm hoping I'll get either of those I can work with either yeah, yeah.
0: That's, well that's and that's an ongoing thing isn't it how much of you want that but because the DIT has had that day-to-day working relationship with yeah. the DP it's a shame to lose that and not keep that well, that's
1: going. It. I mean in reality I'll probably strip it all away but what it does do is it immediately shows me with the click of a button yeah what he was looking at on set
0: yes and that yeah. is
1: useful beyond anything yeah. else pete? But generally trash it i sorry pete. pete did you
0: hear that <laughs> you're going to trash all your grades and throw it all away mate so you know don't get too upset but don't take that personally
1: no. although <laughs> saying that i've looked at the rushes he's done a lovely job already yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, and is that, is that a local, a local production?
1: It is a local production, yeah.
0: And it's TV. It's
1: TV, yeah, Primetime drama.
0: And it's called Fresh Eggs.
1: Fresh Eggs, quirky crime drama. Looks pretty fun. I think it's going to be a goody, actually.
0: That's good, no? Yeah. Like we were talking in the in the taxi coming down. There's not too many ways around that.
1: No, and you can go in and it's dark, and when you leave it's dark.
0: Yeah, well, it's not as bad as being in the UK where you get off your train and it's dark. And obviously, <laughs> when you got back on your train on the evening, it was dark. For yeah. that amount of winter time, you really didn't see any daylight at all. No, no it was different. I was chatting to someone about that the other day. Yeah, that does get you down. It's, that is hard. So, I honestly- almost- Every
1: time, and I kind of got to this point where one time they came up and the entire block of power went down. So we had nothing. We thought, okay, great, we need to screen a couple of films for them. Be very careful not saying the client. (laughs) So, okay, well, we couldn't get, we got a generator and we put it in the garage underneath and we kind of fed it up to the meeting room. We didn't have our good projector, but we set up, we did everything we could just to get a screening. Got some wine, got some cheese, (laughs) enjoy. We're sort of watching it and then suddenly you just start smelling the smoke. And then i opened up the door and just wash and then the alarms went off and like the generator just like overheated the entire building but really? couldn't turn off the alarms and it's just insane so that got cut short um, <laughs> but it just yeah one of those things it's always the same client when the stuff happens you know? yes
0: and things just snowball when you think they can't get any worse they do
1: yeah other than, that, other than throwing coke into my blackboard things like that
0: yeah that that would have been a that would have been an interesting moment for you, because they're not cheap, are they? No.
1: Hundred grand.
0: Really? Like <laughs> and what about so what's this what's the thing that you would put up as your best work or something you're really pleased with? And it doesn't have to be anything big, it's just you know, sometimes you do something and you keep look whenever you go back to it, you go, that was great. But the whole thing was a good experience. <laughs>
1: uh, it's tough, it? Talking
0: about your, your highs and lows. Mm. So uh, throwing cokes in blackboards and not good. And smoke and fire alarms, not so good. So what about something that you can really put up there and say you were proud of that? Um, that?
1: There was actually a documentary feature I did a while ago, and I'd say it's very rare that you have a project that you feel you get to do everything you want to do on it. And that's not to say there weren't things that I would like to look better, but there was only so much in particular <laughs> files. But we actually had the space and the time. And it was a beautiful black and white film called The Ground We Won. Um, It won the best cinematography and best documentary film in the 2016, 2017 awards here. And went off around the world and it was wonderful. But just that experience with those filmmakers who are just lovely, Chris and Miriam, but actually being able to get to a point and have space and sit back and go, is there anything else we want to do? We don't have to rush it. We can just finish it to exactly what you need right now. And this had a lot of amazing landscape work, you know, and with black and white photography. So we really shaped and layered it in, and it was just yeah. lovely. Mixed with some really rough.
0: Is it online somewhere? Is there a link where we can see it or not yet? Yeah, there
1: will be. There'll be trailers online, actually. Okay. And there, there'll also, the feature's available now to, to watch online. Um, Great,
0: okay, features, though, yeah, yeah. we'll gr- try and grab a link for that so yeah. people can see where that is. Yeah. Um, no, those jobs are... They're, they're great when things fall into place like that, isn't it, where yeah. you can... Uh...
1: And then there's the other ones that are really fun and rushed, so I did a film called Deathgasm, <laughs> yeah. which was amazing, and it, but I got into South by Southwest, oh, and yeah. so I was given like a week and a half, great, it was full of VFX, yeah. and it was just ridiculous, it was shot by Simon Raby, as yes. we were talking about him before. Um, yeah. And it was it's just like and it was extreme it's like a splatter black comedy yeah and it's actually a very sweet movie underneath it all but we were just grading just get as much as we can in and we made the dcp and then we're like kind of want to make some changes at screening in a couple of days okay right unlock the dcp regrade it the um, producers took the dcp that we made overnight with them on the plane hand it to the cinema and then screened it that night, and that was it. So, <laughs> that wasn't anything wrong, but so close.
0: It's, That's almost it's, like live TV. Yeah, the adrenaline on
1: that was great, though. You That's know, good, it? it's amazing what you can do when you've got a time pressure, Yes, I think.
0: Do you make yeah. the DCPs in images or does that go Yeah, we do, no, okay. we make that. that That's where, it's good to have control of that as well, isn't it? Yes,
1: like to be able to watch what we are outputting. Yes, yeah. <laughs>
0: No, that isn't a, is a definite advantage. So, uh, ASUS and move to different colour-managed workflows, is that something uh, that you're embracing in your workflows as well?
1: Yeah, I have for a long time. I, pretty much everything I do is in ASUS or the new film like um, T-Log E-Gamut, which still playing around with.
0: Is that not ACES or is that Filmlight's version it's of Color management? It's Filmlight's
1: version of it. It's, it's, it's a wide gamut, yes. um, a slightly different math, slightly different algorithm um, transferring it. It seems to work really, really well. I still do use ACES uh, for about probably 80% because I'm still getting my head around the... Is
0: that both for short form and long form? Yep, yeah. for everything.
1: Yeah, now, because they just have a nicer um, translation from, from the different cameras.
0: Yes. And you find that if you put everything in ASUS and you have your IDTs and your ODTs set right, you put it up and you go, it oh, looks pretty good. It well, doesn't right. look too bad, does it? Straight off. And that's what I've found in using it. Your starting point is probably pretty close to where it would have been.
1: Yes. Yeah
0: and just getting your transforms right, which is important from these cameras, these different cameras, as a starting point is a key behind. It's really important,
1: yes. Absolutely. And, but there's just something nice about working in ACES because you have all this extra space to pull from. There's a fluidity in it. So I don't know why you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, I think, well, I think there's maybe Mm -hmm. I think obviously a visual effects, if they've got to be involved really in ACES as well. They've got to want to do it in their pipe, and if they're not, then there may be a tendency to work. Again, it's the way we've been working, we're happy to work the way we are. But I mean, we can see the advantage from the colorist side of things. It's again about working as a team, getting everybody on board for the same. And I think because we are taking advantage of wider colour gamuts and colour spaces. And it's an interesting move as we're talking to move towards HDR as well. Yes. When we're talking about REC 2020 and I, we were at the HDR thing the other night here in Auckland. Mm. And that people tend to think HDR, well, it, it's going to be brighter and we're going to see more detail. Mm-hmm. and We're going to see a little bit more shadow but the advantages of, uh, say, Rec 2020, it's pretty huge as well when we're not got colours that are clipping for high luminance values and things like that as well.
1: That's right, you've got more to play with.
0: Yeah, you, you. that's that's a good way. We have got more to play with it, and even if we are squeezing it down. Now, have you done any HDR? Are you thinking about it? Is it something you know that's lot. coming?
1: It's coming. Yeah. Um, we haven't done any finishing
0: yeah. in HDR. Um,
1: I imagine by the end of the year I will have without saying too much
0: (laughs) yeah and and this is one of the things we had an HDR evening here and we are ISO kindly brought in a monitor and we talked about it we shot some simple things but it was a big turnout and I think that because everybody knows it's coming they want to just know a little bit more and every time you sort of sit down or you listen to someone you gather a little bit more about how it's going to work
1: yeah, that's and What right. is it
0: going to mean to me, whether you're a DP, whether you're on set, you're colorist and you're finishing. I think overall, I think it's a really cool thing. I think for, for DPs as well, I think those who embrace it and go, well, this is really a good chance for me to take control back of my images.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, that is where it's going to make a difference.
1: I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it.
0: It's a bit of a throwback to, I'm going to say throwback to film days and I know we talked on the evening, on the evening, the HDR evening, where I know it's not ideal to have an HDR monitor on set anyway, so why do we need it? Why do we need an HDR monitor there? We didn't in film days, we had a nasty sort of black and white split and everyone went, well, oh, we'll see it when it's graded after it's been in the lab the next day. And everyone scopes. was, the DP said it will be fine, and everyone accepted that. Yeah. Now everyone crowds around a monitor and is looking at it. So maybe there'll be some DPs that go, well, yeah, I don't actually need the monitor. I know where this is going to be in HDR. It's going to look great
1: something that we've talked about it does tend to seem like it's coming more from the directorial producer yes. side of it but I wanted well, to see what things are going to look like. And
0: What did that take look like and how did my hero actor look or sound? That's, right. that's the changing way it's obviously moved where we can easily go and play things back from an onset or a DIT station Yes.
1: Yeah. yes.
0: so I think its it I think it's exciting from both sides it's giving us <laughs> uh, certainly a whole new thing that we've got to work about and think about, high dynamic range. Uh, And I think it's exciting times, and I think uh, it's gonna be a slightly less is more approach maybe in some (laughs) things, because it's like you could go a little bit more crazy with it. So as more uh, monitor manufacturers, you got your FSI, just being ratified for Dolby Vision, the ISO as well. You've obviously got your X300 that's been out there a while and there's more coming. We'll probably see some more IBC as they get uh, the green light for Dolby Vision. Uh, Companies like Netflix, Amazon, Apple, we're going to future proof our content they're going to start to say well maybe we want hdr as our delivery requirement because like i said the other day i met this colorist in la she graded gone with the wind four times
1: that's right and good for
0: her because they keep getting her back but at some stage we've got to go well maybe we can grade this for the final time we're never going to need to grade it again
1: which is great though, because I mean, somebody who's been involved from the beginning, they know what the intention was right from you know the get go. So that's the right. Do you right think they'll
0: go up? and get her out of the old people zone one day, and she'll be there, and they'll go right. Oh now, yeah. Now you grade- <laughs> Now we're going to wheel you out for one last job because you graded gone with a win. We're going to have to do it again at 28k at Super HDR, and she'll go. Oh yes. She's probably listening. <laughs> Well, the information's not clear, though. <laughs> no, probably not. No, it was it was 35 mil. No, that definitely won't happen. She, That must be. That can't be done again. 4K, that will be done. But it's interesting. So I think as as colorists, I think it, it is a cool time. But I would urge any colorist just to read as much as you can. Any events, talk to DP's get as much knowledge as you can because if if netflix or one of those guys come knocking mm. and there's a potential a show you're gonna have to ramp up really quick and, and it's with, not easy
1: play with it like get footage and get dps who want to play around there's plenty here that want to get their head around it before people are shooting it because we all read everything because we want to know everything but it's not the same as when you actually get your hands on the footage and see how it reacts and see what that does you know it's different
0: exactly right how how we and test 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 you how does it react in a skin tone how does it go when we push things slightly above, say, 4,000 nits and you're into that little area above there. That's right. And, like, Just because you, you
1: see things a certain way in real life doesn't mean it always yeah. translates so well to the screen. Yeah, yeah, it
0: is touted as like opening a window. It's like we're looking at here. That sky, does that cloud mm. clip? Obviously that sun will, if we shouldn't look at it anyway. <laughs> Can we see into, our eyes adjust anyway, and it's probably a similar thing, how our eyes, We'll rack and adjust when we go through darker rooms, so it's definitely more real life. These but things that you have worked on, now how pe- how can people find you? Where can they find you if they want to see more about you?
1: Uh, I have a website, alanacotton.com, which is just a portfolio which I sometimes keep updated. Yes. Otherwise on the images and sound site as well, there's links to me there yep.
0: too. Twitter, all those things. Uh, Twitter, and all those things. Okay, all right, fantastic. Cheers, thanks for joining.
1: Cheers, thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. You can get more information about our training at iColorist.com or you can subscribe to the podcast through your normal podcast providers.